0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me is the man who needs no introduction, my co-host, Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing?
1: Also known as the bald guy. (laughs) I'm good. And how is the bearded guy? The big bearded guy. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, my friend. I'm doing well. That's good.
0: So who do we have uh, on today's episode? Who are we bringing in? Uh, Today we have Nigel Brown. He's the uh, vice president at Microserve. They are an IT managed service provider based in uh, Vancouver and they serve Western Canada. Um, Looking forward to having him on the show today. And uh, uh, today's episode is sponsored by Telus. So um, yeah, I think today's going to be an awesome day. I think it's going to be good. Well, we'll take a momentary break. We'll bring Nigel on and we'll have a great convo. Nigel, thank you so much for joining us today on the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Dom. Awesome. Well, Chris and I are really looking forward to having uh you on the show. I mean, you're 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 local. Uh, you know, you're you're out in in Burnaby and we're just a short uh, skip and the hop away in, in Poco here. But um again, we're doing this virtually just because it's easier. <laughs> and traffic in Metro Vancouver, yep. as you know, Nigel, traffic re- reasons, regardless of the time of day has become a sheer has become sheer hell. So let's just we'll we'll do it this way for right now. But um for 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 starting off, love to you to share a little bit about Microserve. You know, tell us more about the organization and um, you know, at a high level who you guys serve, and um, just enlighten our our viewers and listeners.
2: Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Don. Um, so yeah, I work for Microserve. Uh, we're a privately owned company, really focused around Western Canada here in IT. Um, We've grown up in the past uh, number of years quite fast. We're actually just over 500 staff now, Um, you know, as of of this fiscal year. So, um, you know, really our client base originally started out. We were a traditional value-added reseller focused sort of enterprise public sector. Uh, and then over the last sort of, 10, 15 years, really branched out uh, serving commercial clients, uh, SMB, by market, as well as enterprise and public sector, still, which is kind of the core root of our, our business, which serves up why we've got so many feet on the street across uh, BC and Alberta.
1: Amazing. Very cool. So, my question then as we try to understand your clients' situations and, and their issues, and maybe people who should be microserve clients, um, what are their main technology issues? Their main challenges, as well as their uh,
2: consequent uh, cybersecurity issues. Well, I mean, the answer almost covers both both topics these days, right? I mean, cybersecurity's got to be at the root of a lot of it, right? Um, I would say a lot of the core issues we used to see um, kind of pre-pandemic, which was all productivity stuff, um, you know, I just can't do this. Our meetings don't work. We're not using the right conferencing tools or whatnot. That's what it used to be. In the recent years, it it has really shifted. Okay, well, we all went and bought Zoom or we all went and signed up with Microsoft 365 and now we're doing these things pretty darn well. Now the conversations, uh oh, you know, I either had a breach, I've had an incident occur, or I think I might have had one. Um, you know, that world of I don't know the state I'm in. Um and, and then often with us, a lot of it is, well, we have a support provider today, or maybe Joe down the street comes and fix my computer. Uh, but not a proactive lens. So they're always talking about things being broken or not working well enough or response times for support. Um, you know, so they all kind of go hand in hand. Uh, but those would be high level. Some of the big things that I think I see.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you mentioned, you know, Microsoft Office three sixty five. I would imagine that Microsoft and their solutions play a very central role in in, in what you guys are are providing to your clients. Um, can you tell us, you know, what elements, whether that be Office 365, uh, the the general uh, modern workplace, uh, Microsoft Teams? how you guys, uh, help, help clients with that. And when you mentioned, you know, value added resellers, what, what, um, what are the things that you add to it and the value that you add to it and support, uh, to your clients? What does that look like?
2: So, very broad question. Yeah. You know, modern workplace is the term I've come to love best uh, since Microsoft started kind of dubbing it as that. Right. Um, it's it's largely been the core of our business. And you know, me personally, that's a lot of my background. It was collab focus, um, you know, exchange online and our exchange and SharePoint, all these core tools that we used to have and all that went away and kind of turned into modern workplace. You know, our world um, to a good degree is is helping our clients figure out where they are at, how we can implement a stack, you know, such as M365, whatever licensed version we want to talk about, um, and then move up the ladder in terms of being able to better adopt, better use it, um, be more productive as an organization. Um, and then more in recent years, a lot of people have overcome that, like I mentioned before. you know, They've figured out how to get in, and they're using Teams every day. Now it's the, wait, we got in, but we don't know how we're managing it properly. So now it's the, how do we kind of take a more proactive view of um, organizing their data better? How do we collaborate a little bit more efficiently? Um, and then I would still say, top of mind, almost every net new client I bring in, they might be on M365. But they haven't turned on the basics around multi-factor. They haven't done any of the things that actually protects them. So they're in this great platform that could be really secure, but it still requires somebody to understand the tools and start putting them in place. Um, and that's one of the beauties I see with the with M365 ecosystem, like core a lot of what we do and really specialize in. Um, I hate talking about cybersecurity and just talking about tools, but... You know, a lot of clients they see piecemeal 50 things together and say, yeah, we've got a robust security strategy. And it's like, well, there's holes all over the place. You know, the most cost effective way when you look at an ROI for a small client is doing the doing the math. And I could buy essentially one license or one SKU that's gonna cover, you know, essentially the equivalent of whatever an enterprise IT org would have in terms of security, as long as you implement them and turn those features on. So that's a lot of our work these days in implementing. But, you know, it extends into other areas, boardroom technology, meeting technology like we're doing today to extend, especially with the work of hybrid really changing things, um, you know, is bringing in the hardware and the software solutions that go together with that. So, you know, like we are today, you're in a physical location, you know, the equipment that you guys are using Well, you're in a studio, luckily, but not everybody has that in their boardrooms. So how do we make sure that the four people in the boardroom are connected with the 10 people still working from home? You know, so that's a lot of our dialogue is how do we bring that? The products and solutions, and then the back end of which uh, together for our clients.
1: Nigel, I have a question because uh, you sparked me on the the hybrid environment uh, concept, and I'm thinking about distributed workforces, work from home, some in the office. Uh, Post COVID, I guess you could say now, how is um, you know managing endpoints and managing security change for for how you guys operate and how you guys um, you know manage. Uh, the cybersecurity function for clients.
2: Um I'll answer it from yeah, my sort of MSP viewpoint of within our client base. Uh, and yeah, maybe the broader ecosystem, right? For us almost I gotta say it almost didn't change. Um, you know, the the framework we put our client on, we believe in like, you know, terms we call like modern management of endpoints, uh essentially means cloud based management. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were doing that, luckily, a few years before the pandemic even hit. So already, I had the view of your perimeter is not, you know, the four walls of your physical office. You know, it is way broader than that. It's those zero trust security framework, you know, discussions. Right? Um, doesn't matter where you are; I can't trust you until I've verified your identity and the device you're on, and allow you to get to whatever IT service you're you're trying to reach. Um, so I think for us, that's a little bit more the um, you know, the focus of, of how do we connect those dots, uh, the core client base. Um, luckily, we've already been on that journey, you know, some faster than others, of course, um, but the ones that are there, it hasn't affected us. Every endpoint was still managed when they took it home. Uh, it didn't really change that perspective. Um, the clients that we onboard that maybe were a little less lucky that they weren't there uh, before, though. They have struggled you see all sorts of hodgepodge remote access tools and they're coming in from their personal computer with uh you know the same machine their kids play games and download god knows what on uh and now they're connecting to work and that's terrifying uh so you know that's a lot of the work of conversations well i know you're doing it this way but here's some of the risks that you might see if we keep going that way, and here's here's how we can evolve you to a way that we are truly controlling your endpoint. Doesn't mean you can't use your personal device, but we need to make sure it's safe before it connects to work and corporate data.
0: N- Nigel, I'm I'm curious, you know, just just maybe just extending or parlaying that that, that last point a bit further. Um, you know, in terms of prospects or clients that you're onboarding. Um, are there certain sectors uh, or types of organizations that you're seeing that are laggards when it comes to just broader digital transformation? Are you still seeing a lot of organizations that are still, you know, using you know technology circa early two thousands or, god forbid, the late nineties? Like, I'm, I'm just curious in terms of what you're seeing in terms of if there are certain industry laggards.
2: Um, I don't know if it's specific, particular vertical per se. But I'd really say where you see the most disparate or the the most laggards in general, right, are sort of the small business communities. Hmm. Uh, they're the ones that don't have dedicated AT focus and they don't have somebody that can help them with technology strategy, right? So they're just, you know, Googling, how do I do this? Uh, putting in some band-aids and hoping for the best, right? Um, so I think... It's really as you get into the, you know, 50 seat or less type organizations that have really struggled improving, you know, how they leverage technology and how they mature, their their overall way they work and how productive they are.
0: I, I appreciate that, that insight there, Nigel. And, um, and just a slightly different direction, maybe just that a broader risk management lens. Um, do, do you find that um, with your, your, your client base, do they sort of put – cyber risk and they sort of out of sight, out of mind, it's like, oh, you know what, that's with microservice, you know, if something blows up, it's, it's, it's on them kind of thing. Do, do they totally uh, abdicate the risk management portion of that and just sort of marginalize it as an IT issue? And if so, you know, h- how do you push back and say, you know what, cybersecurity is more than just an IT issue. There's a you know, broader business risk management lens that, that, you know, you as a business owner, you as a executive need to take on. And I'm just curious in terms of the types of conversations you, you, uh, you've been seeing or been having.
2: You know, I think the challenge that I see, everybody understands there's risk, you know, Um, where it's less clear is what the heck to do about it. Mm -hmm. You know, so especially as you enter small business territory, right? Um, A lot of the ownership of, of small businesses are an entrepreneur by nature. You know, that goes hand in hand with being pretty darn risk tolerant in the first place. So, you know, the let me buy insurance for maybe something that might happen that's going to cost. You know, I've literally, uh, you know, talking to a client not that long ago, uh, very small firm had a quote for a $50,000 pen test. And that was the first chat they ever had about stepping into the world that we know we need to do something about security. And that's what they got. And they're sitting there going, I guess I can't afford cybersecurity, so I just won't do it. Yeah. You know, that's more where I see they're hung by the wrong message, and we're <laughs> not doing our jobs well enough to, how do we help them with the roadmap? Like, yeah. cybersecurity is a journey, right? It's not something that, like, bang, you go from zero to 100% covered, right? And you never never be 100%, but... You know, you got to take the baby steps. And why are we talking about doing a $50,000 pen test when I ask them if they have a backup and their answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, why don't we start with just making sure we could recover your data? That would yeah. be a great place to start. and That does not need to be such a massive barrier to entry. Nigel,
0: I'm, I'm, uh, I appreciate that answer. And, you know, the, the, the last question I have, you know, is just broadly in the IT MSP space you know um um as you know the the barrier to entry is is very low as it is for you know anyone anyone can call themselves a security consultant and you know I, as a result you 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 see uh, sort of a good bad and the ugly you know and you know we've you know, we've certainly seen organizations that rely on it msps and the msps are you know just trying to just use tech tech talk to sort of talk over their their clients and sort of just say J- just trust us right and um you know i know we've, we've come across situations where um uh there's an organization that their service provider, their managed service provider, got hit by ransomware, and there was no good backup structure in place. In fact, the IT managed service provider asked their clients to help pay for the ransom. Uh, I'm, I'm just curious in, in, in your mind in terms of what, what is it that organizations should look for when trying to engage with an MSP? You know, what, what are the good traits? What are the questions you should be asking?
2: You know, that's a, that's a big question, for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it, and it really is, you're, you're hitting on one of my pain points, right? Like, not all MSPs or mass no service providers are created equal. Um, you know, they really kind of, um, everybody says they can do these things and, and you do want to dive a little bit deeper you can't just take it on face value and look at the price tag and compare five prices between five providers. You know, one person's solution will be vastly different than the other. Generally, the cheapest will be definitely missing a whole bunch of things you probably should be covering, right? You know, I would certainly recommend digging deeper with them. You know, can you show me samples of how you report and prove that your backups, backups are running every month? Are you sharing with me, you know, robust data that shows to me that you're essentially doing your job? how frequently do you meet with me to talk me through where we're at, where we need to focus next? Um, I see so many MSPs that basically, you know, they're happy when the customer doesn't call them and no tickets come in. Right. Um, they're not taking that proactive approach. So how do they handle proactive things? You know, then there's the whole scope conversation, what's in and what's out and what costs more money or not. And, uh, you know, uh, coming from somebody that's got P&L responsibility, you under- need to understand what the budget is and what the dollars really will be when we're live. And so many scenarios of clients I've talked to go, well, yeah, but uh, they charge this much for their fixed fee. And then we figured out that this was a bolt on. Oh, that's not included. And suddenly their bill is three times what the quote was when they signed on with them. Right. So there's a lot of, um, you know, bad taste in their mouths. From that uh, miscommunication, because not all of us write a same proposal or scope of managed service in the same way. For
0: sure, well, I appreciate that insight and exactly to your point there. I mean, I, I think you know helping people be cognizant of the fact that you know IT managed service providers that's that's not a commodity, right? It's not a race to the bottom in terms of price. We're not. It's not a commodity. It needs to be treated as a as a, a value based package, like you're saying there, Nigel. So I mean, that, that's really. Um, Uh, engaging and and, and useful um, materials for those listening and and watching the podcast today. But uh, we have sadly run out of time. That conversation flew by. Uh, It um, did. Yeah, (laughs) as as, as promised. And uh, Christian, I just really enjoyed every minute of that conversation. Nigel, thank you again so much for taking time of your busy schedule to join us today on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast.
2: Happy to. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Amazing. Uh, Krish and I will take a momentary pause and we will be uh, right back to wrap up today's episode. This week's episode of Cybersecurity Matters is brought to you by TELUS Business. We're using the 2022 TELUS Canadian Ransomware Study to bust common ransomware myths like negotiating ransom can get your data back at a lower cost. Unfortunately, the data shows that negotiating can make things worse. Of those that tried to negotiate a more favorable ransom amount, only 32% had their data fully restored. While it may be tempting to try negotiating the ransom payment, given the unreliable outcomes, a more effective strategy would include proactively investing in ransomware controls and a robust instant response plan. To learn more about how to better manage your ransomware risk, visit telus.com ransomwarestudy ransomware study to download your free copy today. Tell us business, cybersecurity that works for you. I thought that was a really interesting conversation with, with Nigel. You know, I really appreciate, especially at the end there, how he laid out, I think, very tangible criteria for how you know, a small business can evaluate a managed service provider. Because yes. it's, you know, especially for a lot of non-technical people, uh, it can get very confusing very quickly. And as we were talking about, it's sort of a wild, wild west when it comes to IT managed service providers. So knowing yeah. how you can best evaluate that, that's a critical decision
1: for a small business in this day and age. 100%. I mean. You know, they're, they're doing tech talk, like you said, in the conversation, mm-hmm. and uh, that can go over people's heads pretty quickly. So the thing to remember is cheapest isn't always best. And w- when Nigel mentioned scoping, it's like what's included and, and what's not included. What are the hidden costs that you're inevitably going to incur mm-hmm. um, to double and triple your IT managed service provider mm-hmm. uh, Bill, I think the other thing to mention, too, that really stood out to me from Nigel's perspective, people understand cyber risk. They understand that it's a problem, mm-hmm. but they just don't know how to approach it and where to start. Yeah. So from what I gather, what he was saying is just start with the basics. Don't uh, pay uh, triple, for, triple the price of uh, a pen test for a penetration test as a starting point. Yeah, absolutely. Like we've said all along, do the basics and do them well and that's mm-hmm. strong foundation.
0: And you build from that. But uh, we want to uh, thank Nigel for joining us on the podcast today. And we want to obviously thank our sponsor for today's episode, Tell Us. And as always, extend a special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. If you did happen to miss a previous episode, do check out the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page or old episodes on your preferred podcasting platform. Until next time, be well, be safe. We'll see you again, once again, on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast.